Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. Once again, this is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2016, the day before Thanksgiving. And welcome to a very special episode number four of WWUS Wrestling Profile. Of course, this is, of course, Wrestling Profiles, our show in which we highlight, of course, uh, go through the profiles, of course, wrestlers, uh, organizations, stables, and uh, give a give a uh, have a brief discussion on them as after the, after of course a, a complete rundown of their history. This is once again Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Uh, of course, I will go ahead and let you know that uh, due to certain circumstances here, of course, we did say earlier uh, we were on outside the ropes here momentarily that we would have an episode of WWS Wrestling Debate tonight. Uh, but due to circumstances beyond their control, the NWO Madness Kingdom were not able. To, uh, to make it on uh, this evening for tonight's wrestling debate, so it has been it has been pushed to next Wednesday, November the thirtieth at eight o'clock. Uh, call ID one three nine nine two five pound. So so we apologize in advance for that on behalf of, of the N- of the NWO Madness Kingdom, of course, King NWO Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, but re- wrestling debate will return next Wednesday, November the 30th at 8 o'clock. Call ID 139-925-POUND. Of course, so therefore tonight, we bring this special edition of WWS Wrestling Profile. Of course, like we said, episode number four. As we're taking a, as we're taking a look, close look at a superstar, uh, of course, made the rounds, of course, in uh, WCW. Uh, and, of course, even even had a brief run in the WWE. And he would have some good runs in, T- in TNA. Uh, of course, uh, what he's doing nowadays, of course, he's well known for. He is, of course, talking about, of course, a man who actually started as a manager. Then he st- then he came back and he started uh, wrestling and had a very successful wrestling career. It is, of course, Diamond Dallas Page. 
And of course, uh, we'll like to run down the Wikipedia information on on DDP here tonight. Of course, uh, stemming from everything that he did, of course, in WWE, WCW, TNA, uh, everywhere that he was at. Uh, we'll definitely run it run him down here. Some stuff you might not remember. We'll definitely like to bring it to your attention. And if you have any, if you like to call in and uh, <clears throat> give your give your thoughts and opinions on 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 uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Please feel free to give us a call here, 1-724-444-7444. That call ID is 142-241-POUND. And definitely press that one if you want to chime in on anything. That, uh, of course, I have that, uh, that I mentioned here this evening on the life and career of the one and only DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Let's go ahead and uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and just uh, jump right in, into it. And um, and let's... And, uh, Jump right into it, and, uh, we're, we're, and together we all can learn a little bit something that we all did not know about the one and the only Diamond Dallas Page. <clears throat> uh, Diamond, of course, Dallas Page. Of course, he was born Page Joseph Falkenberg on April the 5th, 1956. He was buried known by his ring name, Diamond Dallas Page, with DDP for short. He's an American semi-retired professional wrestler fitness instructor, motivational speaker, and actor. In the course of his wrestling career, which spanned two decades, Falkenberg has wrestled for mainstream wrestling promotions, WCW, WWF, now WWE, and, of course, total non-stop action wrestling, of course, TNA. Falkenberg first broke into the wrestling business in 1988 as a manager in the American Wrestling Association, where he worked for nine months before signing with WCW in 1991. There he continued as a manager until late 1991, when he became a wrestler. Over a decade, WCW Falkenberg became a three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WCW United States Heavyweight Champion, four-time WCW World Tag Team Champion, and a one-time WCW World Television Champion. He is the fourth WCW Triple Crown Champion and the only United States Heavyweight Champion to defend the title in a pay-per-view main event by defeating Bret Hart at World War III in 1998. After WCW was sold in 2001, Falkenberg signed with the WWF, where he made his pay-per-view debut in the main event of July's Invasion show, and went on to become a one-time WWF European champion and one-time WWF World Tag Team champion. Due to a series of injuries, he allowed his contract with the company to expire in 2002. He worked for TNA from 04 to 05, challenging for the NWA World Heavyweight title in the main event of Destination X 2005. Let's go ahead and get you some fat, some more more uh, facts right here. Because as we said, his birth name was Paige Joseph Falkenberg. He was born on April the fifth, nineteen fifty-six. Today, I mean, well, this year he turned sixty years old. He is sixty years old today, ladies, uh, this year, ladies and gentlemen. He was born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. He now currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he was been married twice. First off, of course, to Kimberly Page, of course, member of the uh, leader of the Nitro Girls during WCW Monday Nitro. Uh, was married from 1991 to to a divorce from her in 2005, and then she he married Brenda Nair in 2015, and he has two children. Of course, his professional wrestling career, his ring name, of course, is Diamond Dallas Page. He was built at six foot four. He weighed about 248 pounds. He was built from the Jersey Shore, and he was trained by the legendary Jake the Snake Roberts and also the WCW Power Plant, and he made his debut on November 18th. 1991. His early life, <clears throat> Paige Joseph Falkenberg, the eldest of three children, was born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, the son of parents of German descent. 
Sylvia and Paige Falkenberg Sr. Falkenberg was raised by his father during his early years after his parents divorced. The name Dallas came from his love of the Dallas Cowboys. His brother Rory and sister Sally were raised by their maternal grandmother. Falkenberg lived with his father from the ages of three to eight. His father took him at eight years old to live with his grandmother who raised him. Falkenberg admitted in his autobiography he is dyslexic. He has many challenges. He had many challenges hit him throughout his childhood and educational years. DDP attended St. Joseph's High School, now Montesenior Donovan High School in Toms River, New Jersey, for his freshman and second years, spending his first season on the JV basketball team and making the varsity squad as a sophomore. He transferred to Point Pleasant Borough High School in Point Pleasant, where he was a star basketball player for the Point Pleasant Borough High School Panthers. He attended Coastal Carolina University in South Carolina briefly before leaving school to work full-time. His professional wrestling career, the early years, and the AWA. Hmm. Falkenberg ran a nightclub in Fort Myers, Florida called Normal Jeans, or is known for its peak Cadillac, while he was working as a wrestling manager in the AWA. He started managing in 1988, where he handled Bad Company, a team uh, made up by uh, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, a team he led to the AWA World Tag Team Championship on March 19th. Bad Company was often accompanied by female valets known as the Diamond Dolls, Tanya, Jennifer, and Tori. During his time in the AWA, Falkenberg also managed Colonel De Beers, Kurt Henning, and Medusa Maselli as the leader of the Diamond Exchange Stable. He worked for the AWA at 12 dates over a period of nine months, where they filmed at, at all the television shows in one day. He also worked as a color commentator in Florida Championship Wrestling, soon renamed Professional Wrestling Federation, where he worked alongside Gordon Soley, before finally debuting as a professional wrestler. Falkenberg's first pro match occurred in May 1989 against Dick Slater. In 1990, Dallas received a tryout with the WWF as an announcer, but wasn't offered a job. At WrestleMania VI, he drove Rhythm and Blues, of course, you know as the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine, to the ring in his pink Cadillac. At this time, he was virtually unknown in the World Wrestling Federation. When FCW went out of business, Falkenberg was still involved in the club business until Dusty Rhodes returned to the World to WCW. Rhodes started booking and brought Falkenberg in on a small contract in early 1991. WCW managing the Freebirds and the Diamond Mines from 91 to 92. <coughs> Falkenberg came to WCW in 1991 as a manager of the Fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael P.S. Hayes. Falkenberg managed the Freebirds to a shot at the NWA World Tag Team titles where they defeated Doom, Butch Reed, and Ron Simmons on February 24th. Before that match took place, Falkenberg unveiled the stable's new road manager, Big Daddy Dink, formerly known as Oliver Humperdinck, who interfered in the match. During this match, Falkenberg introduced the Diamond Dolls. Falkenberg added Scott Hall to the stable under the name of Diamond Stud. Falkenberg also worked as a color commentator for WCW with Eric Bischoff. With rumors that WCW wanted to take the Diamond Stud away from Falkenberg, he decided to take the advice of Magnum TA and began to wrestle himself. He headed to the WCW power plant where Buddy Lee Parker the assassin and Dusty Rhodes trained the 35-year-old rookie. He debuted as a wrestler in a tag team match later that year. With the Diamond Stud, he faced Kevin Sullivan and his partner. <clears throat> he was relegated to the jobber list. He made his wrestling pay-per-view debut at Star K in 1991 
teaming with Mike Graham in a losing effort to Jushin Thunder Liger and Bill Kazmaier. In, re- in regards to this period, he stated, Bishop gave me the job as I was a good example of work ethic, passion, and someone that cares about the business. Since they wouldn't really book me, I went down to the WCW power plant every day I wasn't working. That's how you adapt to adversity. Even when I started to make it, I still kept going back. Until I was on the road 260 days days a year plus, I was still going to that power plant. For five years, I went there because that's how long it took me to get to the top. Falkenberg continued wrestling and brought other wrestlers into his stable. The Diamond into a stable of the Diamond Mine, such as Scotty Flamingo, who of course will be later known, well known as Raven, and Vinny Vegas, of course, will be later known, well known as Kevin Nash. The relationships between DDP, Flamingo, and Vegas were used in many angles over the following months. Falkenberg went in the corner of Scotty Flamingo at Clash of the Champions 21 on November 18, 1992, when Flamingo fought Johnny B. Bad in a worked boxing match. Flamingo won this bout with a little help of Falkenberg, who filled Flamingo's glove with water. The following year after Stud and Flamingo left the stable, Falkenberg teamed up with Vinny Vegas as the Vegas Connection. However, the team was disbanded shortly after his debut when Falkenberg suffered a torn rotator cuff in a match against Tex, Schlesinger, and Shanghai Pierce toward the end of 1992 and was later fired, while Nash left WCW for the WWF. Singles competition and feud with Randy Savage between 94 and 97. Falkenberg determined to continue improving his character, sought the help of Jake Roberts, who advised him on the psychological aspects of the business. After his injury had healed, Falkenberg returned to WCW television in 1994 with his wife, Kimberly, as the Diamond Doll and an on-screen bodyguard, Max Muscle. He held open arm arm wrestling challenges to win Kimberly, but Max always helped him win or arm wrestle for him. He was also involved in an angle where he said he said to have supposedly amassed a sum of $13 million through victories in arm wrestling competitions, a fortune he would later lose. He also had a long feud with Dave Sullivan because Sullivan gave Kimberly gifts, and largely because Falkenberg was defeated by Sullivan in one, of the, in one of the arm wrestling contests, which earned him a date with Kimberly. At Fall Brawl, Falkenberg won his first championship when he defeated Renegade, for the WCW World TV title. In the build-up to his first title defense at Halloween Havoc, there was going dissension between Falkenberg and Kimberly. Johnny B. Bad def- defeated Falkenberg for the TV title and again at World War III on November 26, winning Kimberly's freedom from DDP. At Uncensored on March 24, 1996, the Booty Man with Kimberly as the Booty Babe defeated Diamond Dallas Falkenberg in a Loser Leaves Town match. Falkenberg returned on the edition of May of May 18th, 1996, WCW Saturday Night, as a tweener defeating Billy Kidman. On May 19th, Falkenberg participated in the Lord of the Ring tournament, of course, at the Battle Bowl at Slamboree. Falkenberg was victorious when he defeated the Barbarian with two diamond cutters. The winner was to be the number one contender for the world title, which was at the time held by the Giant. However, he never received the title shot that he earned that night. Page was feuding with Eddie Guerrero, when the NWO was formed. Since Nash and Hall were both former partners of Page, they assisted him in his matches in the tournament being held with a vacant U.S. title. Believing that help was not appreciated, however, Hall and Nash attacked him during the tournament finals, therefore handing the belt to Guerrero. 
After demonstrating the benefits of the NWF, they asked him to join. He responded by giving them two diamond colors on, on January 25, 1997, that sold out, starting a face turn and a feud with the NWO. Soon, ha- soon after Page began a feud with, with recent NWO recruit Macho Man Randy Savage, <clears throat> also on an episode of WWE Monday Nitro, Savage, aided by Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, attacked Page and spray-painted NWO on his back. A few weeks later, at Uncensored, Savage and Miss Elizabeth broke <clears throat> a, a, a work shoot by revealing to the world that Paige and Kimberly were, in fact, married. Savage did proceed to beat up Paige, ensuring a future match between the two. At Spring Stampede and Paige's first pay-per-view main event, Keith and Savage battled in a match where Paige emerged victorious. It was not the end of the conflict between the two. A few months later, at the Great American Bash, they squared off again in an anything-goes-lights-out match. This match ended with Savage defeating Page with help from then-tag team champion Scott Hall. At Bash at the Beach, Scott Hall and Randy Savage defeated DDP and Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning, who Diamondized Page had recruited personally to join WCW and team with him, turned on DDP during the match. Henning defeated DDP in a grudge match at Road Wild. At Fall Brawl, Page teamed with Lex Luger to defeat Scott Hall and Randy Savage. In a no-DQ match, Page even dressed up as masked wrestler LaParka and beat Savage. Around this time, Page also started fighting NWO leader Hollywood Hogan. Page and Savage battled for the last time at Halloween Havoc. The match was billed as a Las Vegas sudden death match where Savage pinned Page after Hogan, dressed as Sting, came out and hit Page with a baseball bat and is already injured midsection, resulting in Savage picking up the win. On an episode of Nitro, shortly after Halloween Havoc, Page fought Hogan, but was again being down by the NWO. His United States Heavyweight Championship ran from 97 to 98. At Starcade, Page won the U.S. Heavyweight title from Kurt Henning. <clears throat> the following year at Uncensored, Page defended the title in a triple threat false count anywhere contest against Chris Benoit and Raven, putting Raven through a table with a diamond cutter to retain the belt. Page later lost the belt to Raven at Spring Stampede. Later in the year, Page tagged with Carl Malone against Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman at Bash at the Beach, losing due to interference. Page tagged with late-night talk show host Jay Leno at Road Wild, where they defeated Hogan and Eric Bischoff. At Fall Brawl, Page won the War Games main event and got a world title shot against the undefeated Goldberg at Halloween Havoc. Page did not win the match, but the match was voted WCW Magazine's Match of the Year from 1998. Halloween Havoc ran slightly longer than expected, resulting in a number of cable companies blacking out the end of the Hogan vs. Warrior match and all of the DDP vs. Goldberg contest. WCW decided to air the Goldberg vs. DDP title bout in its entirety on the edition of October 26th of Nitro, which proved immensely popular in the ratings and resulted in a ratings win for Nitro overall, the last win Nitro ever had. Despite the setback in the world title picture, Page rebounded this, the same following night of Halloween Havoc on the edition of October 26th of Nitro with a win over Bret Hart to capture the U.S. heavyweight title. The two headlined the following months World War III, a title match which Page won. Page lost title to Hart on the edition of November 30th of Nitro in a no-DQ match where he was assaulted by the Giant. WCW World Heavyweight Champion from 1999 to 2001. Page became WCW World Heavyweight Champion in April 1999 at Spring Stampede, 
where he defeated Steeny, Hogan, and Ric Flair for the title in a four-way dance with the Macho Man Randy Savage as special guest referee. Page pinned Flair after giving Flair the diamond cutter. Page began to have a change in attitude. Vance quietly began to start booing Page, and he quietly turned heel. During the match, Page knocked Goldberg out with brass knuckles and repeatedly struck his leg with a steel chair as it was propped against the ring stairs. Then talked to the fans by saying, boo me now, repeatedly. He only stopped when Kevin Nash, an ally of Hogan's, who was angry at Page for injuring Hogan's knee during the match at Spring Stampede, came back from injury and chased him away. On April 26, 1999, Page lost and regained his title in the span of two hours. Sting challenged him to defend his title in the first hour of that night's Nitro and defeated him to regain the title he had lost a year earlier. This ended Page's reign at 15 days. But he gained an opportunity to get the title back 90 minutes later. Nash came to the ring and made a challenge for a four-way match for the title. And the just dethroned Page joined defending champion Sting and Goldberg in the match. Page regained the world title by using a foreign object to hit Nash and take the win and regain the title without actually defeating the reigning champion. Nash became the number one contender shortly after and vowed to get revenge on Page for his friend Hogan, culminating in a match at Slamboree in May. Page originally retained the world championship after Savage interfered and hit Nash, but the match was ordered to continue by Eric Bischoff, and Nash pinned Page to win the title after a powerbomb. Page dropped out of the title picture shortly thereafter. Shortly after Slamboree, Page entered into alliance with fellow New Jersey and Bam Bam Bigelow and won the WCW World Tag Team Championship from then champions Perry Saturn and Raven on May 31st. Thanks to Chris Canyon turning heel on their former ally, former ally Raven and costing the team the championships, Page, Bigelow, and Canyon became known as the Jersey Triad. And through their alliance with WCW, President for Life Ric Flair took advantage of the Freebird rule in their subsequent matches, meaning any combination of the three could defend the championship. The tryout held the titles until June 10th when Saturn and Chris Benoit, now stablemates in the revolution, took the title from them. They regained the belts at a Great American Bash three days later and lost them to Harlem Heat at Road Wild in August. Later that night, Chris Benoit defeated DDP to retain the U.S. title. The group broke up shortly thereafter and Patriot began feeding with Hogan again, joining Sid Vicious and Rick Steiner in a team effort to take on Hogan, Sting, and Goldberg. <clears throat> Soon after that feud ended, Page turned into a hero again and feuded with both Canyon and Bigelow before the year ended. In 2000, with WCW under new management, Page joined a shot at the vacant WCW World title belt at Spring Stampede against Jeff Jarrett. In a surprise twist, Page's wife, Kimberly, turned on Page and helped Jarrett become the new WCW World Champion. Page got the better of Jarrett on the edition of April 24th of Nitro, where he defeated Jarrett in a steel cage match to become WCW World Heavyweight Champion for the third time. Then lost the title to his tag team partner, actor David Arquette, three days later on Thunder. The rule stated that whoever got the pin would win the title, and Arquette pinned Jarrett's partner, Eric Bischoff. Page attended <coughs> to win the title back at San later that month in a triple cage match against Arquette and Jarrett. The loss after Arquette hit him with a guitar. Page then entered a feud with Mike Awesome, who defeated him in an ambulance match at the Great American Bash after Canyon turned on Page. <clears throat> Page took some time off shortly after this, but returned in late 2000 as a full-time wrestler 
After Page came back, he formed a tag team with Kevin Nash called the Insiders, and the team won the tag team championship on November 26th at Mayhem by defeating Perfect Event, Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo. The team was temporarily stripped of the ties but won it back at Starcade, defeating Stasiak and Palumbo again. Page and Nash lost the titles to Palumbo and Sean O'Hare at Sin in January and broke up shortly thereafter. After his tag team run, Page briefly feuded with the returning Canyon, which saw Canyon defeat Page at Super Brawl Revenge, and Page defeating Canyon the following night on Nitro and in their feud. Page then moved into the WC World Championship picture again by facing Scott Steiner. Their feud hit a climax at WCW's final pay-per-view, Greed, saw Page's final match at WCW and a semi-burial type defeat as he passed out in Steiner's finisher, the Steiner Recliner. And, of course, World Wrestling Federation, of course, slash WWE 2001-2002. When WCW was purchased by WWF owner Vince McMahon in 2001, Page was one of the few major WCW stars, along with Booker T and Buff Bagwell, who accepted buyouts of their AOL Time Warner contracts in order to immediately sign with McMahon. He debuted in the World Wrestling Federation on the edition of June, of June 18, 2001 of Raw, where he had unveiled himself as the stalker of The Undertaker's wife, Sarah. Page revealed he didn't care about Sarah. He only did he only did it to make an impact and wanted to take on the biggest dog in the yard. Page soon joined, joined the alliance during the WCW invasion. At King of the Ring, he fought the Undertaker in an unsanctioned brawl that was never announced as an official match. Page and Chris Canyon reunited on the edition of August 6, 2001 of Raw, when Canyon helped Page attack the Undertaker backstage. Three days later, on August 9, 2001, uh, edition of SmackDown, Page and Canyon defeated the APA to win the WWF Tag Team titles. The feud with Undertaker went on for the best part of three months, and ended with Undertaker and Kane defeated Page and Canyon <clears throat> at SummerSlam on August 19, 2001, in a steel cage match with the WWF Tag Team titles, where Page got injured, which kept him out of action until late October 2001. He became known for his catchphrase, Yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. While Page was injured, he developed a new gimmick in September 2001 to become a, to become a motivational speaker, something he did in real life. In what came to be known as, known as his positive, positively Page character, the name came from the title of his autobiography that was published during his WCW days. The character who Page developed after attending the Tony Robbins Results 2000 seminar in October 2000 involved Page constantly smiling and acting optimistic with his trademark phrase, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. He has returned televised matches on November 3rd, 2001 at Rebellion, losing the big show. After the Alliance lost the Survivor Series DDP, along with the rest of the Alliance members, KFAB lost their jobs. Page eventually returned as a fan favorite and won his job back by defeating the big boss man on the edition of January 17th, 2002 of SmackDown. He also competed in the Royal Rumble match on January 20th, 2002, but did not win it. Page became the European champion on the edition of January 31st, of January 31st, 2002 edition of SmackDown, where he de- when he defeated Christian, a former follower of his positive philosophy. At WrestleMania 18, Page retained the title in the rematch. However, he lost the title to William Regal on an episode of SmackDown that aired March 19th. At age 46, he had nagging injuries, including a neck injury. He suffered in a match with Hardcore Holly on, the, on April 18, 2002, 
episode of SmackDown, so his WWE contract was allowed to expire. Total non-stop action wrestling from 2004-2005. On April 1st, 2004, Diamond Dallas Page announced his return to the ring after working for several independent promotions. He debuted with Total Nonstop Action Wrestling on November 12th, feuding with Raven and Eric Watts. At turning point, DDP defeated Raven, and at final resolution in 2005, Page competed in a three-way elimination match, which was won by Monty Brown. On the February 4th edition of Impact, Page and Monty Brown defeated the Naturals. Then on the February 11th edition, Page defeated Chris Candido, and against the odds, Page and Brown defeated Team Canada, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young. Page received an NWA World Heavyweight Championship title shot on March 13, 2005 with Destination, Destination X, but was defeated by reigning champion Jeff Jarrett when Monty Brown turned heel and hit Page with the pounce. On March 18th, the March 18th edition of Impact, Page and Sean Wallman defeated Lex Levitt and Buck Quartermain. And on April 15th, Page and Wallman faced the Outlaw and Monty Brown in a losing effort at Blockdown DDP team with BG James and Wallman to defeat Jeff Jarrett, Monty Brown, and the Outlaw in a lethal lockdown match. At Hard Justice, Page and Ron Killings faced Monty Brown and the Outlaw where they were defeated in what was Page's final match in TNA, and Page would leave TNA shortly thereafter. Uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling in 2009. On August 9, 2009, DDP made a special appearance with JCW, aligning himself with JWO. He had his trademark diamond cutter finisher on Trent Acid late in the match. Page retired from the ring shortly thereafter. Returned to WWE from 2011 to the present time. In late 2010, Page agreed to work on a DVD for WWE titled The Very Best of WCW Monday Nitro after being approached on the project due to his ties to WCW. Page hosted the DVD, which was released on June 7, 2011. On the June 27th edition of Raw, Page made an appearance promoting his DVD with Booker T. In 2012, Page appeared on WWE Classics on Demand in Legends of Wrestling Roundtable Renegades, along with Jim Ross, Michael P.S. Hayes, Roddy Roddy Piper, and Gene Okerlund. Page also appeared alongside Kevin Nash and X-Pac at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony on March 31, 2012. On July 2, 2012, Page made an appearance on Raw where he hit a diamond cutter on Heath Slater. He also appeared at Raw 1000 accompanied by other WWE legends during Slater's match against Lita. On January 6, 2014, Page again appeared on Raw along with a number of other legends as part of the show's old school theme. Now, on April 5, 2014, Page inducted his, his wrestling mentor, and noted DDP yoga practitioner Jake Roberts into the WWE Hall of Fame as part of WWE's WrestleMania 30 weekend festivities. Page made a one-night return on January 25, 2015, where he competed in the Royal Rumble match as a surprise entrant at number 14. He had diamond cutters on Stardust, Bray Wyatt, and Fandango from the top rope. He was eliminated by Rusev at WrestleMania 32. He competed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but was eliminated by Connor of the Ascension. Page developed, and of course this is about DDP Yoga. (coughs) 
Paige developed a yoga fitness program initially called Yoga for Regular Guys Workout or YRG after recovering from ruptures to his L4, L5 disc in 1998 and discovering the health benefits of yoga through his former wife, Kimberly. His favorite kind of yoga, according to his Yoga for Regular Guys book published in 2005, is Power Yoga, an American-style version of Ashtanga-style yoga. Paige worked with doctor or chiropractor Dr. Craig Aaron, a yoga doc, and developed a Yoga for Regular Guys workout. Paige developed the book into a series of workout videos titled DDP Yoga, formerly YRG. DDP Yoga was featured in a video book video about Arthur Borman in May 2012. The story was picked up by the mainstream media, including Good Morning America. The video described the journey of Arthur Bowman, a disabled war veteran who was told by doctors he would never walk again. After 15 years on crutches, Borman lost 140 pounds in 10 months and regained the ability to walk and run without his crutches, back braces, or leg braces. On February 21, 2014, Page appeared on the ABC series Shark Tank, where he declined to sell a 5% share in DDP Yoga for $200,000. He had hoped to use the money to develop a mobile app. The investors believed the company's profits $800,000 in the previous year would fall. Page later said he, would, he sold more than $1 million worth of product in the first six days after his appearance. Wow. Uh, some lawsuits that he has here, huh? Page is commonly associated with the self-high five as well as the diamond cutter symbol, a hand gesture made by joining the thumbs and index fingers, index fingers excuse me, on each hand to form a diamond shape, then parting the two hands in one swift motion. He created the symbol in 1996 and later trademarked it. In December 2005, Page filed a lawsuit against rapper Jay-Z, who he claimed had illegally adopted his trademark hand gesture. Page accused Jay-Z of trademark infringement and sought a prohibitive injunction and monetary damages. It resulted in Page dropping the lawsuit for an undisclosed amount of money. On August 31, 2010, Page filed a lawsuit against American electronic and musical duo 3OHI3 for infringement of his trademark diamond cutter hand gesture. Also, Page also hosts a radio show called DDP Radio. Uh, his personal life in 2003, he had his name legally changed to Dallas Page. On December 1st, 1991, Page married Kimberly. On July 3rd, 2004, they announced their amicable separation. They officially divorced in December of 2005. In an August 2014 New York Times article, Page was described as being engaged to a woman named Brenda Nair of Smyrna, Georgia. They married in Cancun on July 25, 2015. Page has two daughters, Brittany Page, born in 1987, and Kimberly Page, born in 1994. Also this year, Page created a promotional video for the Virginia Cavaliers football team showing his support for the team. Hmm. And here are some of the moves that, uh, that DDP was well known for. His finishing moves, of course, the infamous diamond cutter, or just a, called a cutter. Sometimes it's from the top rope called a diamond death cutter, or while applying a fireman's carry or an overhead gut wrench, of course, from 1991 to the present time. And also another move he did called the diamond clash, 
a belly-to-back inverted mat slam, 94-95. He used his signature move afterwards. Some of his signature moves uh, was a move called a trip to the diamond mine, which was a tilt-to-world tilt mat slam, a diamond bomb or jersey bomb, which was a spinning sit-out powerbomb pin or a sit-out powerbomb pin, a diamond dream, which was a DDT, sometimes while jumping. And some of his other moves that he did was a clothesline, a belly-to-belly suplex, an elbow drop with theatrics, trigger four leg lock while using the ring post, a fireman's carry slam, a flying clothesline, a gun wrench gut buster, inverted atomic drop, reverse STO, Russian leg sweep, shoulder jawbreaker, side slam, sidewalk slam, a slingshot cross body, spinning spine buster, swinging net breaker, and a wrist lock followed by multiple shoulder blocks. And while he was with Bam Bam Bigelow, he uh, was an aided diamond cutter that he used. While he was with Chris Canyon, he did a belly-to-back suplex for DDP and also a net breaker, which was Canyon's move, and it was, it was used in combination while he, they were in WWE. A, also another move that they used, a Russian leg sweep that was used by Canyon, followed by an elbow, elbow drop that was used by DDP with theatrics. Some of his managers was the Diamond Dolls, Kimberly Page, and Max Muscle. The wrestlers he managed was as follows. Bad Company, of course, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, Colonel De Beers, Kurt Henning, Medusa Maselli, Bam Bam Bigelow, Johnny Ace, Dick, Dick Slater, the Big Steel Man, the Fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garland, and Bad Street, along with Big Daddy Dink, the Diamond Stud, Vinny Vegas, and Scotty Flamingo. His nicknames, of course, DDP, uh, the original People's Champion, and the Master of the Diamond Cutter. Some of his interesting things that he used uh, he, from 1991 to 92 and 94 to 96, he used the music called Glam Rock in WCW. Of course, he used Self High Five in WCW from 1996 to 2000. Uh, while he was a part of the tag team with Kevin Nash Insiders, they used, of course, Kevin Nash's uh, theme when he used, was in the Wolfpack. Uh, the song from 2000-2001, he used a song called Dog by the group Fat. Uh, Diamond in the Rough by uh, uh, Jim Johnson used that in the WWF slash WWE from 2001 to 2002 and also 2012 to the present time. And also in TNA from 2004 to 05, he used a song called Spirit by Dale Oliver. Some of his championships and accomplishments that he held, he held the uh, Frank Gotch Award from the George Tregos Luthez International Wrestling Institute in 2014. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he had Feud of the Year in 97 versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Most Hated Wrestler in 99. Most Improved Wrestler in 96. PWI ranked him number four of the 500 Best Singles Wrestlers of the Year in the PWI 500 in 1997 and 1998. PWI also ranked him number 65 of the top 500 singles wrestlers of, of, of the PWI years in 2003. He also was uh, one-time holder of the Swiss Wrestling Federation heavyweight title. In WCW, of course, as we mentioned, he, he held the WCW World Heavyweight title three times, the U United States title twice, the World TV title once, the World Tag Team titles four times, twice with Kevin Nash, 
and twice, of course, with uh, Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow. And also, he was the fourth WWE Triple Crown Champion. During his time in the WWF slash WWE, he held the European Championship once, and he held the tag team titles once, of course, also with Chris Canyon. And also, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he had the best wrestling maneuver in 1997, of course, with the Diamond Cutter, the most improved wrestler in 1996, and the worst gimmick in 2001. Of course, he also did a lot of did, did a lot of movies as well. Uh, and here, here are some of the movies that he took part in. Uh, uh, first, from 1999, he did the movie First Daughter uh, as Dirk Lindman, ready to rumble in 2000. Of course, he played himself. The movie Rat Race 2001. He was in a deleted scene in that movie. And he, in Nice Guys in 2005 as Sleazy Guy. The Devil's Rejects from 2005, he played Billy Ray Snapper. The 40-Year-Old Virgin, he was in a deleted scene from that movie. Jack's Wall in 2006, as he played a character named Spider Benson. Food of Horror in 2006, he played a character named Jersey. Splinter in 2006, he played a character named Detective Styles. Driftwood in 2006, he played a character named Captain Kennedy. He was also in a movie called Night Fever in 2008. He was in the movie Gallo Walkers in 2009 as Skull Bucket. She was in also in the movie Sensory Perception in 2010 as Mr. Harrington. Uh, he was also in the movie Pizza Man in 2011 as Kreider. He was also in the movie Vengeance in 2014. And also a movie that came out this year called The Bet as Mr. Baker. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Um, what can we say about this man? He's uh, like I say, he's he's done it all. He's wrestled. He's managed. He's uh, he's done pretty much everything here. Uh, of course, we do see him once in a while, and he still looks still looks the same as he always has. Um, a tremendous talent here. Uh, of course, one that uh, you know you don't, you don't see too much of anymore. Uh, but of course, he is a is a great competitor and. Uh, uh, of course, my personal opinion is another man who deserves more, who, more than anything to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, last time we saw him up there, of course, he inducted, uh, of course, he endorsed two, uh, two men that he helped through that DDP yoga, with obviously his mentor, Jake the Snake Roberts, and of course, also Scott Hall are, are, of course, there. Of course, now it's only fitting that he put DDP in there next. Uh, uh, he's been around there for a long time. A lot of interesting facts here that I didn't even know about, of course. Uh, of course, even the infamous fact that he drove the Cadillac for the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine at WrestleMania 6. So that was kind of astonishing right there, to say the least. So it was a very interesting fact here, ladies and gentlemen, about the history about Diamond Dallas Page. There was one more can you say about that. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, of course, I will definitely put this on the page of WWS Wiki Files, which would be uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Wiki Series. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're thinking we're going to cut out here a little bit early. Of course, here in about, um, in about a little more than 20 minutes, be sure to join us for, once again for the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution, where, of course, we'll be bringing you the results of last night's SmackDown pay-per-view, as well as, of course, wrestling news and views, and, of course, history and birthdays.
and of course some general wrestling talk here as well. And you never know what you never know who or who will show up or what we'll talk about, but we'll definitely bring you some wrestling talk on Revolution right here in about twenty minutes. One three eight oh five five pound. Thank you for joining me here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, for this special edition of Wrestling Profile. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we we we're sorry for the uh, that wrestling debate did not take place here tonight. Uh, like I said, NWF Madness Kingdom, due to circumstances beyond their control, was not able to bring it bring that to you here tonight. But it will be next next Wednesday, November 30th at, at 8 o'clock. I think we'll debate about another topic here in professional wrestling. Of course, that call ID for wrestling debate is 139925-POUND. <clears throat> but thank you for joining me for episode number four of WWS Wrestling Profile. Uh, of course, um, and we'll let you know when we when we get an opportunity to do another one of these episodes. On that note, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw uh, with for episode number four of Wrestling Profile, which is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. We're one year older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for for listening in. And we'll talk to you in about uh, 20 minutes here for WWS Revolution. Take care. See you in the ring. And as always, here in the radio network, God bless. <laughs>